following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Mission. You know, I don't know about you last weekend, but I was blessed. Uh, I got the chance to uh, share a hotel meeting room with uh, eight other individuals. And while the rest of the world was hating on Facebook, while the rest of the world was, uh, uh, some of them were defending right on Facebook, uh, you know what we were doing? We were spending 48 hours working on one person that we have absolute control over. And who is that one person? Why? That is us. See, we get so scattered in our focus, ladies and gentlemen, so scattered. Uh, and today I want to talk about this because, you know, I've been blessed. Uh, I have been on mission trips, and a lot of my friends have been on mission trips. And I'm going to tell you right now, one thing I realized about a mission trip is that it's a very single-mindedly f- focused. We, we get rid of all the petty little things we focus on daily. I mean, let's think about it. We are scattered in our focus. Scattered, Right. I mean, we got issues of the kids. We got issues of our own personal stuff. We got trauma and drama from our past. We got biochemical issues, whether it's that time of the month, wink, wink, or we got low blood sugar, or we didn't have a good weekend, or we're fighting a virus. Right? We have all this stuff going on. And then you have animals. So did the animals poop in the house? Did the animals do this? Did the animals do that? You got little Gross. kids fighting. Yeah, you got all kinds. Right? I'm just saying we got all kinds of things scattering our focus. Uh, and, you know, one good thing about being on a, quote, mission trip, uh, I love it, is uh, there's no other focus. You stop focusing on the petty things in life from a thousand things that we focus on daily. Maybe now we're focused on ten things. We're focused on giving. Uh, we're focused on God. We're focused on other people. Uh, we're focused from the time we get up to the time we go to bed on getting things accomplished. We have a checklist. We know how we're doing. And, and I'll tell you, when we come back from those mission trips, there's a letdown. And one thing I love about what I do, and you can read about it at likeitmatters.net, and this week we'll have some graduates from this last weekend uh, come and share with you their incredible training. And the reason I have them come on and share is I want to give you hope. You know, we live in a, a helpless and hopeless world. I mean, I was on Facebook this morning. Sorry, I shouldn't have been. Uh, but, man, just people. I mean, F Trump people, F white people, F the – I mean, just stunning uh, man, I gotta recommend that people should learn our English language. You know, the uh, the the F word is not an adjective, a verb, a noun, an uh, adverb. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, when I have to move to profanity, I always think that uh, I have a loss of the English language. I'm better than that. I'm better than that. 
And one thing I love about what we do is a single-minded focus. We get focused on what really matters. We're focused on the important issues of life, not on the pettiness of life. It's kind of like at a funeral. You know, at a funeral, uh, we're focused on the, the humanity. We're focused on the mortality. We're focused on that, hey, lives do come to an end. That someone that was here yesterday is no longer here today. Matter of fact, in our training at likeitmatters.net, we actually take people through a, a, a death experience. Because I believe when you change your perspective, uh, I mean, when you change your position, you change your perspective. And life looks much different from the graveyard than it does from the, from the wedding bed or from the wedding chapel. Matter of fact, there's a song that I, I wrote called The Dash of Your Life, and we play it in our class, and in it, there's a historical interlude that kind of sets the frame, the mindset, uh, for what we're going to cover on today's radio show. So it's about two minutes long. Sean, why don't you go ahead and play that for him? here today to reflect on the life of our good friend, this team member, spouse, parent, servant of God. The Bible says everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to live and a time to die. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Those of us who loved him and who take him to his rest today pray that what he was to us and what he wished for others will someday come to pass for all the world. I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Three engines now at 104%. Challenger, go at throttle up. Challenger, go at throttle up. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Uh, two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. And it really is a shame. It really is a shame that we got to come to a funeral to get focused. And that's what I love about my training. We take people out of the business, out of the rat race of life, and we slow them down on all the other things that we're focused on. And we focus on those things that really matter. We can get distracted. You know, shiny object, squirrel. And that's one of the things the devil does. He distracts us. And, you know, I, when I was a kid, we, you know, we were poor. We were poor white trash. And so we had to entertain ourselves in many unique ways. And, you know, remember when we were a kid, we'd take a magnifying glass and we'd shine the sunlight through the magnifying glass. And when the magnifying glass through the sunlight, the sun on the ground was, you know, uh, maybe a foot and a half in diameter, I always ask my class, uh, what would happen? And they say nothing. And I'd say, no, I'd ask another question, is this focus energy? And they'd all say no. And then it's okay, let me ask you another question. 
and I'd have my hands about a foot and a half apart in like a circle. I said, is the sun any bigger than this? And they'd say, yeah. Then I'd say, let me ask the first question again. Is this focus energy? And again, they'd say no. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you not hear what I'm saying? And by the way, I always want to know, uh, how big is the sun? And just so you know, the sun uh, in its diameter is about 109 times, 109 times as big as the earth. You can put, supposedly, in the whole makeup uh, of the sun, um, 1.3 million Earths. Wow. That, I mean, I wanted to know. I didn't know when I'm standing in class, but now I'm at my house on my computer, and now I can Google it and look it up. 1.3 million Earths can go inside the sun. So if my hands are a foot and a half apart, and I ask you, is this focused energy, then you've got to absolutely say, yes, it is. But it's just not focused enough. And Dr. Tiller at Stanford University took a 40-watt bulb and focused that bulb and created the laser beam 10 times more powerful than the sun. And, and we have 300 trillion cells inside of us. And when we focus those 300 trillion cells on a single outcome, on a single purpose, with passion, with vision, with commitment as part of a team, and with purpose, never doubt that a group of individuals can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. That's Margaret Mead said that. And every weekend in my training at likeitmatters.net, we get to change the world. I am black. We'll be back in three minutes. What we do in life echoes in eternity. The width, intensity, this is yours. No butt prints in the sands of time. What will you do today? Every day is like a ticking clock. How did you spend your time before your time in the box? When your eulogy is written, life's actions rehashed. It's okay to be proud of things they say about how you spent your dash. Planes crash and people die in the wink of an eye. It's a fact of life. Get these rights in the wink of an eye. Still time to set things right in the dash of your life Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil Crisis is only deepening. Shine your light. Shine your light. Shine your light. Shine your light. 
so wrong. Way of the future. Way of the future. Way of the future. know two things right you know two things number one that this is a live radio show <laughs> and number two you know that uh you know we're playing big i always say this that when uh the, everything goes wrong you got a force out there the devil ain't wanting to get us through on this radio show Amen. so that's so cool because over the weekend we experienced the same thing you know we're we play real i don't know any other training out there but what we do, and we get people to dig down deep. Uh, we get people to go to a place that most people don't think is possible. And I create an environment for each individual to take a 100% honest look at themselves. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world filled with lies. A lot of the quotes out there, I, I do it all the time. I, I do quote searches because I love to quote people. I love to tell stories. And so a lot of times I'll look up a quote. Uh, and, I, you know, Abraham Lincoln said it or, or James Garfield said it. And, I mean, I'll see uh, attribution given to that person uh, many times. And then I'll find out that person had absolutely nothing to do with it at all. And there are a lot of things out there that were being sold off as a big, bold-faced lie, like there's no voter fraud. That is such a joke. There's voter fraud in every election. It's just never so blatant as it was this last election. But the amazing thing is people can steal your title. You know, title theft is a huge thing. People can go in and online fake documents, get your title, and actually sell your house illegally, and you can't do anything about it. I mean, it's stunning to me. So they can steal your uh, title. They can steal your house while you're living in it. They can steal your identity. You know that. Uh, they can steal your credit card. There's a, the black web out there. All that's possible. But no way someone could ever cheat in a voting thing. No one would ever think to fraudulently affect the voting system. They do everything out. I mean, that's just silly. There's a lot of things that are sold off as, as truth out there that are lies. We were told for a long time hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine was bad. But yet we know it's been 65 years using, used for malaria. Millions of people have taken it. And now all of a sudden it's a great drug again. It was only bad for a year when Donald Trump said it was good, and once Donald Trump's out of office and he's not there anymore, it's good again. So you've got to understand what is the truth. 
You know, even Jesus, when he came here, he said, you know, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. And remember, it was Pontius Pilate that said, what is truth? And he didn't want the answer. And so part of what we do is we get people in my training to take a 100% honest look at themselves. And we change the focus. We get rid of the distractions about the pets and the kids and the traumas and the dramas and paying the bills or not paying the bills or wanting to make money or not make money. See, in the classroom that I do, it's a 100% focus on themselves. You know, we hear it said all the time, be the change that you want to see in the world. We're so busy accusing everybody else. We're so busy attacking everybody else. We're so busy wrapped up in the pettiness of life. You know, we have an enemy out there. Call it the government. Call it the world. Uh, It all depends on if you know God or don't know God. If you don't know God, your enemy is much different than if you do know God. If you walk with God, if you're a child of God, I'm talking about Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elohim, uh, that God, the God of the Bible. I believe some Muslims pray to that God. I believe uh, some Jehovah's Witnesses pray to that God. I believe some Catholics pray to that God. I believe some Seventh-day Adventists pray to that God. And if that's your God, then your enemy is going to be the world, the system that we call the world. And so you got to realize that we have an enemy out there. Maybe the enemy is one of your uh, arch rivals. Maybe your enemy is your competition. Maybe your enemy is your spouse's ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. But if you're a child of God, your enemy is the world system, which the devil runs. And so if you're playing big and you're playing big for the kingdom, you're going to be distracted. Because I learned this a long time ago. Confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. Because if we're confused, then we don't speak up. If we're confused, we don't step up. If we're confused, we don't stand up. If we're confused, we don't act up. But when you're focused, when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, when you know who you are, everything changes. The entire game changes. And what I love about what I do is I take a group of strangers from all walks of life, from all income levels. I mean, in this last class, you'll hear from them this week, uh, Team 220. I had two young people, an 18-year-old young man, a 20-year-old young man. Both had run-ins with the law. Uh, I had one person of color. I had two women. Uh, I had a financial advisor. I had a police officer. I had a worship uh, pastor. I had a senior pastor out of Arkansas. And I had a guy who I've known for a while who I've visited many times in jail, who's come in and out of jail, and now who's turned his life over uh, on the right path. And then my wife and I, so the nine of us. And we went into that room while everybody else is dealing with the weather, while everybody else is dealing with this this COVID-19, this ridiculous pandemic that's causing us to destroy our country, destroy our businesses, destroy our homes, destroy our health, all so we can live one more day. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to get to a point, we got to ask ourselves, does quality of life matter at all? I don't know about you, but I believe there are worse things than dying. And by the by, a matter of fact, the Bible says in Revelation, uh, there'll become a time uh, that uh, for six months, uh, people will beg to die uh, and they won't be able to. So 
you know what? When you live your life like it matters, it does. And what we got to do is change our focus. We got to get focused on those things that really matter. And we don't need to go to September 11th. We don't need to go to the, the assassination of Martin Luther King or John F. Kennedy. We need to be able to get there without that trauma. So I am black. We'll be back in three minutes. This is all wrong. Shattered. I want you to argue with them and get in their face and. The way of the future. The way of the future. The way of the future. Agent Black, and you have a rare mission. The mission is this. Will you become the best possible version of yourself? That's what we do here on Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. That's what I want you to spend an hour a day working on through our radio show. Working on being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's our mission. And I started this show with all the technical difficulties and everything, just saying that You know, when we go on a mission trip, if you've ever been on a mission trip, you went with your church or a group of people, you went to a foreign country, and for a week or 10 days or four days, that you focused on other people, that you focused on being God's hands and feet, that you focused on giving of yourself to to help other people, that you focused daily on seeking God's help and God's guidance so that you could be God's hands and feet. If you've ever been on one of those, then you know how freeing it is, how refreshing it is. And you also know that when you come back, you have a little bit of a letdown. Because you're, you've been there, it's been the clear focus. You have been focusing on the petty things of life. You haven't been focusing on the petty arguments on Facebook. You haven't been focusing on how disgustingly polarizing our political processes. You haven't been focusing on how much you hate Trump or how much you hate Joe Biden, but on those trips, you are a conduit. You are focused on the things that really matter, the people in front of you, God serving and helping. And that's what happens when we go to our training uh, at likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening is our entry-level class. And I just finished a class. I had... um, Two staff members, my wife and then a good friend of mine, Kane, and then we had six people from all different backgrounds, from all different uh, socioeconomics. Uh, you know, as I said, we had two women in the class, my wife and then another woman. Uh, we had a, a, a black man in the class. We had a 20-year-old young man, an 18-year-old young man. We had a senior pastor from a Christian church. We had a a worship pastor from a Christian church. We had a police officer. Uh, We had a financial guy. So we had all walks of life, young and old. I was probably the oldest one in the class, down to 18 years old. And in two and a half days, we came to a common denominator. Two and a half days. We came. We became a family. In two and a half days, we weren't wrapped up in our political feelings. We weren't wrapped in who voted for who. We weren't wrapped up in who's white and who's black and who's got privilege and who doesn't privilege and who's more of a victim than who's less of a victim. See, the pettiness of the world. And don't you see, players, we're being played, players. We're being played. And if you can't see it, then you got hate or bitterness, 
or ignorance. I'm just going to be honest. Remember, ignorance means not knowing. A lot of people don't know what words mean. Yeah, Homie does say that because ignorance is nothing more than not knowing. And some people don't know. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Because some people don't want to know. Some people don't want to know if their if their spouse is cheating on them. Some people don't want to know if their child is looking at pornography. Some people don't want to know uh, if their if their spouse uh, is being unfaithful. Let's be honest, because ignorance is bliss. And in our training, we take a one hundred percent honest look at ourselves, and then we ask and answer the important questions of life: Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that Joe Biden was president or Donald Trump was president? If today was my last day on this planet, does it really matter who's in the White House? If today was your last day on this planet, did it really matter about who's white and who's brown? If today was your last day on this planet, you see what I'm saying? And it's sad that we can never get to that place, that special place of real focus on those things that really matter, unless we're at a funeral. And earlier, John played what I call my historical interlude from a song that we wrote called The Dash of Your Life. And it goes through some traumatic experience of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It goes to the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, the explosion of the Challenger, uh, the the planes hitting the World Trade Center. Do you know why? All those times, if you were to ask people who are alive, where were you September 11, 2001, they could tell you. Where were you when John F. Kennedy was assassinated? Where were you when Martin Luther King was assassinated? Where were you when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor? If you ask people who are alive then, they will look in and go, oh, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And that's sad that we have to get to a place of huge loss, of huge trauma for us to really realize what's going on. And I got to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, that's what worries me about what's going on in America today. We're numbingly going down this dark path. All Anything to live another day. We'll, we'll cancel Christmas. We'll stop going to church. We won't go to the gym. We'll stuff three and four masks on us. I see people driving in their car by themselves, windows up with a mask on. What? And I'm stunned. How much fear can you have? I see people walking outside in an open field, nobody else around, in open nature, wearing a mask. And I'm like, what are you thinking? What? How much fear do you have to have? How much lies do you have to buy into? I know there's a coronavirus. There are 36 known coronaviruses. Look it up. Do you know why it's called COVID-19? Because that's when the Chinese released it on the world was in 2019. Look it up. We're very familiar with, with coronaviruses. I think 36 of them. And by the way, the history with coronaviruses and vaccines are terrible are terrible. Look it up. Because if I was on Facebook right now, they'd ban this. They'd censor this because they don't want you to know the truth. They want you to know the narrative. We are being distracted. We are becoming boiling frogs. 
And if you don't know the story of boiling frogs, you need to listen because you're supposed to be smarter than a frog. If you take a live frog and you put it in a uh, boiling pot of water, it's going to jump out. It's not a stupid creature. It's going to jump out. It's hot. But if you take that same frog and you put it in a lukewarm pot of water and you bring it to a boil slowly, I've heard you might want to have garlic butter ready. And we can become like boiling frogs. We lose a little bit of our freedoms. We lose a little bit of our focus. We lose a little bit of our passion. And then we forget our first love. And then a man or a woman, our husband, our wife, uh, the one that we would give our life for just six months ago or six years ago, the one that we believe God had created for us. Now we get distracted. We get tied down with the minutia of life. We get tied down with how do we pay the mortgage? With how do we deal with the all this other stuff? And then all of a sudden we forget the important things in life. That historical interlude that John played with you were all important moments in time because most people could tell you if they were alive when those events happened where they were. But now the question for you, leader, are you living your life in such a way that you're aware of what's going on around you at all times? Do you have such a sensory acuity that you're fully in the now moment? And this is what we got to be careful of. We get distracted. We get pulled in many different directions. We get traumas and dramas. See, people always ask me, why does God allow us to go through tough times? And the answer is simple. If he didn't, we'd have no relationship with him. Because let's be honest. I'm the closest to my Lord and Savior when my life is struggling. I'm not proud of that. It's just a sad reality. Remember, we're dealing with the truth. Remember, Mr. Black brings some truth therapy. And uh, truth therapy is where it's at. Because Jesus said the truth will set you free. And it was a psychologist who said, but first, it's going to make you miserable. I can't think of her name now. Therapy. It's a big truth therapy. And a lot of people want some sexual healing. But you know what? You need some truth therapy because sexual healing is nice, but it only goes so far. But truth therapy will wake you up. Truth therapy will change your world. Truth therapy will get you into an intimate, loving relationship with Jesus Christ. And truth therapy will open your eyes to what's really going on around you. And right now we have a lot of people sleepwalking through life. As I say, there's a lot of people comfortably going to hell. And you know what? God uses the the low points. God uses the unfairness of life. Did you hear me? Life's not fair. So quit playing God. God says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. Quit keeping your pound of flesh. Keep keeping your um, Stop keeping your record wrong. Who cares what happened 430 years ago to people who looked like you? I got to be honest with you. Who cares what happened to my grandpa? My grandpa's not alive anymore. My grandpa had a lot of unfair things happen to him as he emigrated here from Germany as well. But what does that do with me? That's the past. And we got a world that's wanting us to be wrapped up in the past. And if you're wrapped up in the past, there's no way you can be focused on the future. And that's what we get to do in my leadership training is I get to change your focus. I get to get rid of the distractions. And when you change your focus 
and you focus forward and you live in the now moment, lives change. And this week you will hear from people, young men, older people, successful people, people believe in God and people don't, to say, hey, in two and a half days, Mr. Black changed my life. And I can help you do that on this radio show daily as well. So I am Black. We'll be back in three minutes. This is Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, and I am firing at will. What am I firing? Truth missiles. Truth missiles that will destroy the lies, the narrative. Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting freaky out there. Uh, My wife had just sent me over this thing from uh, Oregon Department of Education. Quote, asking students to show their work in math class is a form of white supremacy. What? Yeah, uh, uh, this is right here from dailywire.com. Oregon Department of Education asking students to show their work in math class is a form of white supremacy. Uh, I was on Facebook earlier, and here's this gorgeous, beautiful black woman. I see her picture, and every other third word is the F word, F Trump, F white people, you hateful, bitter people, you just, you're, and I'm like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, here's this woman who's part of the problem, not part of the solution. You're darn but she, she lives in a country that tells her that every wrong in her life is because she's black. Now, every right that she has, she got that on her own. Isn't it amazing? That all the good stuff someone did on their own. But all the bad stuff is somebody else's problem. I'm going to tell you right now, I would not want anybody around me like that to program me that way. Because how would I ever get better? If I really think that all my issues are everybody else's fault, that I've never done anything to cause any of my struggles, I'm going to tell you right now, my life has been a a struggle. uh, It's been hard. And you know what? I've done a lot of things. I've made choices in my past that have made it harder. I've done things I shouldn't have done. I didn't do things I should have done. I missed opportunities that were right in front of me. I didn't work hard enough at certain times. I partied when I shouldn't have partied. I shared my bed with people I shouldn't have shared my bed with. I did things that were not productive in me moving forward. How can I blame other people for my choices? And even if something that happened to me wasn't fair, wasn't right, isn't that important, parents, that your kids learn that no matter what happens, that who they are matters? That even when life's not fair, even when life is hard, you learn from it? People like Martin Luther King Jr. showed us that. People like Jackie Robinson showed us that. How did we not learn these lessons? That life ain't no fair, that life is hard. And see, what we got to do is we got to change our focus. 
And the problem is you can wait till September 11, 2001. You can wait till you lose a child. You can wait till your spouse asks you for a divorce. You can wait for some trauma, some drama to turn your life upside down, and then you're ready to take a look at yourself because that's what happens when life falls apart. When the unfairness of life, when the tragedies of life happen, now we're ready to change. Now we're ready to look at things differently. Now we're ready to do things differently. But here's the problem. It might be too late. Not for everything, but for some things. And see, that's why I love what I do at likeitmatters.net. I create an environment, a fiery furnace environment that allows people to take a look at their life. See, the fiery furnace is a great tool. See, you take precious metal and you put it under this extreme heat, a lot of pressure, and you melt it down. Now, you don't melt it down because you're mad at it. You don't melt it down because you're angry. You don't melt it down because it voted for Trump. You melt it down because this precious metal has stuff attached to it that serves it no value, that devalues it. It's called dross. And when you put a lot of pressure on a precious metal, you melt it, you liquefy it, and you separate the, that which is of great value from that which is of no value. You separate the precious metal from the dross. And that's what we do in our training. And we're living in a world right now where we're getting contaminated, where we're being told to hate based on the color of someone's skin, that we're supposed to hate melanin-challenged people. I mean, we're basically making most black people racist to where they hate white people, where they're afraid of white people, where they think white people are out to get them, where they think white—I mean, this is just such a travesty. And we've got uh, the liberals and the progressives thinking that all Trump supporters are evil people. Well, that's not fair. It's not fair at all. We don't, for eight months, nine months, we've been seeing cities burn and cities taken over uh, and Chaz set up and brand new authoritative groups set up. We've seen Antifa attack people, kill people, throw urine on people. We've seen Black Lives Matter people kill cops, burn down cities. We've seen people tear down statues uh, and all that. And no, no sedition there. No sedition. We, we all call that democracy. Uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi encouraged people there should be more riots all that's fine you see we're being poisoned and we need to shake it off we're being played players and if you can't go to yeah, if you can't go to my leadership training you gotta take control because study Joseph Goebbels study Saul Alinsky study the book called Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg about how uh, Madison Avenue manipulates you all the time to buy things you don't need with money you don't have to keep up with people you don't like and what happens in my training is it's a safe environment and what happened, it reminds me of a story you know this woman was at a china shop she was looking around and uh, admiring the beautiful and out of nowhere, looking at this cup, and this cup came to life. You know, the little sprinkly things that you see on Disney Channel where this little teacup comes to life. And she responded to this teacup. She goes, I, I apologize for staring at you, but I've never seen such a beautiful teacup. And the teacup responded, I was not always this way. It said, my first recollection was I was on a shelf in the potter's house. 
And all of a sudden, these two large hands of the potter came at me. And he put me on the potter's table. And it was weird. Because I'd never been on the potter's table. And then these two large hands came at me and they started pulling on me and forming me and shaping me. And it felt uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I said, stop. And in his powerful voice, he said, not yet. As he continued to shape me and form me. And then he let me alone. And it was good to be let alone. He then came at me with something in his hands. And he put me in a fire. It's so wrong. I was just sitting there on a shelf and then he put me on a table. And now he threw me in a fire. Why doesn't he like me? Is it because I'm white? Is it because I'm black? What did I do wrong? I said, let me out of here. And with insurance, he said, not yet, as he kept me in the fire. And after a little while, he pulled me out of the fire. And he put me back on the potter's table. And it felt good to be out of the fire. But then he came at me with something in his hand. And he started brushing me with his stuff. And it was sticky. And it was gooey. And I didn't like it. And it smelled. And it burned. And I said, stop. And with each stroke, he'd say, not yet, not yet, as he continues to paint me stroke after stroke after stroke. And after a little while, he left me alone, and it was good to be left alone. And then he came at me again with something in his hands, and he put me back in another fire. And this one seemed twice as hot. It was so wrong, so unfair. What did I do? I don't deserve this. Life's not fair. Life is hard. And he slowly pulled me out of the fire. And he put me back on the potter's shelf. And I didn't know what any of that meant. It was confusing. And after a while, he came back at me with something in his hands. It was a mirror. He wanted to show me just how beautiful he had made me. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be challenged at time. We don't always have the right things. We're not always focused in the right direction. Sometimes we get off course. But if we're focused on how unfair life is, if we're focused on just surviving instead of thriving, if we're focused on just getting through things instead of living your life like it matters, then what value does life have anyways? I'd rather live a short, powerful life filled with passion and fire than this long, dreadful life where I'm locked in my house, where I can't see my friends, where I can't see my family. So in closing, we're going to leave you with a historical interlude. Be on this radio show for an hour a day. Tune in to Like It Matters Radio or go to likeitmattersradio.com because when you live your life like it matters, it does. And it shouldn't take the loss of something or something to do that. Set things right in the dash of your life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 